Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Life More Abundantly Talk Show podcast. I am your host, Pastor Sheena Thomas, and today we are going to continue our discussion um, related uh, that we talked about last week, which is um, people pleasing and boundaries. I just felt the need to continue on with this discussion because I feel like it is so vast that you can't cover that and I can't cover that in one episode, not even two, but we're going to try our best um, more and more every day as I um, work as a, as a therapist. And even in my, just in my personal life, I, I, I am just coming across so many people who, who struggle with this very topic um, that we're discussing today, which is um, people pleasing behaviors, as well as the lack of um, having personal boundaries. And I have um, uh, taken it a step further to say that people pleasing is not just something that we we do outwardly or we we um, display as a behavior, but I also believe that it's a whole, it's an attitude. So I term it the people pleasing attitude. And I think that it is a mindset. I do, and it it it's is rooted in um in negative beliefs that we have about ourselves, as well as um we're going to learn today like some of the things that causes this people pleasing attitude. So without further ado, um we're going to have um, we're going to go into prayer, and then we will get right into the topic. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come before you today, we thank you, God, for life, health, and strength on today. We thank you, O Lord, for keeping our family. We thank you, O God, that we are awake in the land of the living and our right state of mind. Lord, as we come before you today, we pray that you would bless this broadcast, O God. We pray, O God, for your anointing, that, O God, that you would stir up the Holy Spirit within me, O God, to speak a word unto your people. Lord, we pray that you will bless everyone who will take part in the live broadcast, as well as those who will who will watch the replay, oh God. We pray, God, that your anointing, your power, God, would allow yokes to be broken in the mind, in the heart, in the soul of your people in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that they would truly have life more abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So first, um, we want to to open up today with um, last week we 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 read one scripture, and I had told you that I would give you the um, the rest of the scriptures, and I and I did uh, forget to do that. So first, I want to to go back to my um, my scripture of my the favorite one that I that I've. Uh, found about um, people pleasing. The favorite scripture that I have, which is in um, Galatians uh, chapter one and verse 10. And I think I will read that from the New King James Version. In Galatians chapter one and verse 10, it reads, and this is again, Paul speaking, and he says, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. And I think I like it better in the King James Version. 
in the King James Version uh, read, do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. And as we talked about last week, that um, for those of us who, you know, who are Christians, that we proclaim and profess profess to be um, servants of the Most High God, so that the only one we should be concerned with pleasing is um, Jesus Christ himself um, and, and God the Father, because God is the one who created us. And I don't know about you, but I, I dare not want to um, give reverence or give that type of authority to anyone who 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 did not uh, create me and and also who who has not the power to to keep and sustain me. And this um, brings me to um, the scripture of Matthew uh, 1028. We're going to get the scriptures out of the way so I won't forget today. And Matthew 1028 reads, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that is my attitude. I don't know about you, but that is my attitude. Um, I, 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 I do not, I no longer seek to, to please men because I've realized and I've learned that, like I said last week, we can never really be successful at it. It, it never really works. We want to pause right here for a moment. As I was saying, we can never uh, please people. It, it never works. That's why uh, it's like the more we do it, the more we, we have to do it. Something is in my eye. Of course, it would be, right? So Matthew 10, 28 tells us that we are to fear um, God, amen, who is able to destroy us. And not only is he able to destroy us, it's because he created us. So that tells me that God has full control and full con authority over who we are. And that is the only one that we should be striving to please or as well as stay submitted and committed to. Uh, Matthew 10, 28, I'm sorry, Matthew 6, 624 also reads, and I I um, will just state these scriptures at the when I'm done going through all of the scriptures. Matthew 6, 24 read, and no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I like that as well, even though mammon is uh, is referring to uh, riches. But I like that um, that scripture because in people pleasing, it's almost as I said, it is an attitude, and it's almost as if we have um, an attitude to serve someone. It's like you that 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 term of catering to people is like having catering means that you're you're serving them. 
you're um you're waiting on them you're attending to their to their need whether that's a physical need an emotional need mental need a sexual need financial need but we're catering to people if only we would put that energy into um serving and and accommodating the things of god amen what i have found is that is much more rewarding I don't have to feel like I'm expending uh, energy over and over again. I don't have to feel like I'm depleted. If anything, when we focus on pleasing God and catering to the things of God, God is restoring us. He is rejuvenating us. He is reviving areas that uh, that have or, or is close to growing weary in us. Amen. So that is where we get our greatest reward. And we as people, let's be honest. We um we when we do things, we like to a lot of times we're more invested when we're getting something back. Right. A lot of times in people pleasing, we don't get anything back. And what we get back is nowhere near worth what we're giving and what we are investing. That's the thing I love about God. All we have to do is make it up in our mind to love him with our, with our whole heart, our mind, and our soul. Amen. And he gives us, amen, life more abundantly in more than one way. Amen. As I said, I do want to get um, the scriptures out of the way. So next we're going to go to Colossians um, 3.23. And 320, Colossians 3.23 reads, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. And 24 reads, Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Again, talking about serving God and not men. And even when we are doing things uh, for others and unto others, do it as if we're doing it unto God, not to serve, not to um, please them, not to um, hold on to them, not to, you know, have them think hi uh, highly of us or just to, to get their favor in any type of way. Because Jesus said, if you do it unto the least of them, you do it unto me. So whatever we do, do it, use it as a service unto God. And I just want to say about this people pleasing attitude. It is a whole attitude. The, the world and the world of psychology, um, the, the uh, clinical world causes uh, people pleasing behaviors, but it is a mindset. Those of us who are um, who are the blood washed. Amen. We don't look at things in the natural but we know and understand how important it is to look at things in the spiritual sense. God bless you. Amen. We know how to look at things in the, in the spiritual sense. So that is why I know that it is a whole uh, mindset. It is more than a behavior because a behavior, a lot of times, you know, that's why when we go to stop doing it, we say, oh, I'm not going to do that no more. I see that it's not fruitful. I see that I'm not getting what I want to get out of it. Yet and still, we still continue to do it because it is a, it's more than a behavior. It's a whole mindset. So therefore, what can we do about that? Pray about it. Ask God, amen, to break the yoke of such a mindset. Lord, the only person I want to please is you. And first, what we need to do is repent. Repent because another thing about people pleasing behavior from a Christian uh, standpoint and perspective is that 
We put people, places, and things in the place of God. We reverence people, places, and things where we should be reverencing the way that we should be reverencing God. We make people, places, and things idols. We, we hear about that a lot in the church and preach words and teachings, but we don't really understand um, a, another aspect of it is that when we are seeking to please others, we're putting that thing in the place of God. So therefore, it is becoming an idol and God is not pleased with that. What does God tell us in the book of, um, of Exodus? Where, and he says, where I'm, I, I am a jealous God. Amen. So he is the only thing that we should be serving. He is the only thing that we should seek to please. And the way that we know how to please God is to understand his word. Another thing about it is that we have that attitude because we don't yet realize fully who we are in God and how he sees us. And a lot of times the way God sees us, we fail to see ourselves in that way. Amen. So we dummy down who we are. We dummy down who he created and made us to be. Amen. And become puppets and, and, and people who are easily used and manipulated by other people because we don't yet know who we are in the Lord. Amen. So as we are seeking God to know more of who he is and, and more of how we are to to conduct ourselves in him, it's also beneficial for us to understand who we are in God. How the how the how the Bible tells us, I think it's in First Peter 2 and 9, that we are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people, a chosen generation. Amen. How in Psalms uh, 139 and, and, and uh, 14, how it talks about how we are fearfully and, and wonderfully made. Amen. Marvelous are the work of God's hands. We are not a mistake. We are not an accident. It's nothing um, uh, misformed about us. It's, it's nothing, you know, wrong with us. What I love about God is that he made us perfect. And I'm not talking about so much as this outer appearance, but just thinking about the way the, the brain works, thinking about the way the heart works, thinking about the way the nervous system works. God made us perfect. Amen. And he made us also perfect, perfect to respond on to him amen in an appropriate way that's why we can never do enough to please men we can never do enough to satisfy men because we were not created for that purpose we were created to 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 set to glorify god we were created to worship and to praise and to love the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why I say that people pleasing spirit, that attitude, we can never, you will never accomplish that goal of getting them to like you, getting them to love you, getting them to accept you, or whatever that goal is, it'll never happen. It's it's a it's a a, a form of deception by the devil by the by by Satan, the, the antichrist. Amen. It's a form of deception by um demonic presence and influences it, it can never be done amen but yet we find ourselves in this cycle of doing it over and over and over again but we plead the blood of jesus against such attitude and we let we're here to let you know you have the power and the authority of the lord jesus christ to do the same thing over yourself amen our um, last scripture that, or um, not the last scripture, two more. The next one I want to go to is Psalms uh, 29 and, I'm sorry, not Psalms, Proverbs 29 and 25. Amen. 
Proverbs 29 and 25 reads, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. The, that's just like what I just said. The fear of man bringeth a snare. That is yet another reason why we have that people pleasing attitude is because we, we, we are fearful of something. If it's not the person, maybe we're fearful of losing a relationship. Maybe we're fearful of losing something that they're giving to us. Maybe they sustain us with it uh, or appear to sustain us, sustain us financially. Maybe they appear to sustain us by giving us, by adding to our, or contributing to this image that, this image that we want. Amen. Whatever it is, the fear of man bringeth a sneer. It is a trap. It's false. It's not real. And it won't last. Amen. Last scripture for sure. It is Second uh, Corinthians uh, 13 and 8. Amen. Second Corinthians 13 and verse number eight. And it reads, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For second Corinthians um, 13 and eight says, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Amen. I love that scripture in reference to this topic because it reminds me that I need and you need to be true to who God created you to be. It reminds me, even when I have a thought, amen, to, to go against what I believe or what something that I want, I must be true to my true and authentic self, the, the woman of God that God created and called me to be. And I hope that that thought in that statement resonates with you today. Be true to who God called and created you to be. If you struggle to know what that is, get in his word. Amen. And again, as always, put comments in the chat, ask questions, any questions you want to know, even about biblical things about the uh, Bible, uh, Pastor Sheena, where can I find scriptures about who God says I am? I will um, gladly respond. Amen. So next, I want to go on. Amen. To um, to 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 talk about the, the definition of people pleasing. So people pleasing, again, official definition is when we feel the need to please others, even at our own expense. That's why I say for sure that it is an attitude. When we feel the need to please others, even at our own expense. So how do we know if we are people pleasers or not? Amen. A lot of us I, I um, talk about uh, growing up in a traumatic, dysfunctional, chaotic household myself, right? A lot of us did, right? So a lot of times, you know, people please, evidence of people pleasing, I'm going to read I statements. It's, um, I was only shown attention when I achieved something. That's, that is some of us. Um, another thing that leads to uh, uh, people pleasing attitude is um, being taught. I was taught that I needed to do something for others in order to be loved and validated. Another one is I was praised only when I was compliant and did what I was told. Or I had to keep my parent or caregiver in a good mood to avoid being a burden or to avoid blow ups. And, and and verbal and physical explosions. Amen. 
So as a result, I became less interested in, in, in exploring who I was and more interested in learning about what others wanted me to be. This is the very essence of people pleasing, the very essence of people pleasing. So what causes a people pleasing attitude is some of those things that, that we mentioned. But I also um, um, want to add that um, other things that causes a people pleasing attitude is um, when we are people who tend to um, avoid conflict, we use avoidance strategies instead of instead of deal with something, we rather we, we tend to to avoid it. Also, having a fear of rejection or a fear of being ridiculed or made fun of. That is a thing, even for adults, you know, people will make fun of things about you and they'll act like they're joking when they're when they're really not. How many of you have ever uh, dealt with things like that? Even some of us today in our personal and our in our lives, interactions with with friends or so-called friends and family, you know, people act like they're laughing with us when they're really laughing at us. Amen. Um also, you know, having the, the uh, need to be liked and accepted. Next is uh, being insecure. You know, I think all of us have insecurities. I really do. I think that it's also something that, you know, we, we, we probably will deal with for the rest of our life. Maybe it shouldn't be the same thing. Because I believe that once we become aware of insecurity, of an insecurity, that we should be before the Lord um, to in order to, to, to resolve that insecurity, in order to feel stronger about ourselves and not feel less than. Amen. Someone said that's tr so true about the joking. Yes. You know, sometimes people act like they're joking about, um, you know, a flaw or something that, that you might have messed up on when they're when they're really trying to um, take a jab at you. But yet and still they're, you know, calling themselves your friend or, your, you know, or your or your family member. Amen. So we have to be mindful of these things. I want to let you know something about that. I never knew that until it was done to me several times by several different people. And it was the Holy Spirit that brought that to my attention. Because what had happened was in the midst of it, you know, I'm laughing with them, thinking that, you know, they didn't think, think nothing of it. I felt some type of way. And I couldn't even label the feeling. But I remember in prayer, and this wasn't even all that long ago. I said, Lord, what is that feeling? And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me about that. Amen. And, and, you know, that's why, you know, we are not to be led by emotions, not at all, but emotions are an indicator. Amen. And, it, and it's a part of our alert system, not just for survival, but to give us clues and indicators about certain things that's going on in our atmosphere, especially things that are underlying, things that may not seem so obvious. Amen. So, um, let's talk about next, uh, 15, uh, I'm sorry, some signs of people pleasing behavior. And one of them is, you know, like it, I, I want to know you, as I, as I, um, talk about these things, I want you to examine yourself and see if this is you, because sometimes we, we think things, we feel things, we see things, but we don't understand what it is. It's not brought into perspective for us. So um, some of the signs of people pleasing behavior uh, may be that you feel resentful 
when um up when others aren't as thoughtful or in tune with your needs as you are with theirs. Um, the next one is you overcommit to things. Ooh. Or do you struggle to answer questions like, um, how do you feel or what do you want? Find yourself being indecisive. The next one is you consult with multiple people before making a decision instead of praying about it, um, standing on what God is leading you to do. Next, you don't trust yourself. The next one is you're the person that's on call for your family 24-7. You respond to text calls and emails right away, even when you don't feel like it, even when you really can't. You, next one is you find yourself over explaining yourself. Or um, you go to events and would rather be miserable at events that you didn't really want to go to rather than risk, take the risk of disappointing someone by saying, I don't want to go or I can't stay, you know. Next, you dismiss your thoughts and feelings and assume that others are more of an authority, of an authority than you. Always assuming people know better than you about you. I want to put it in those terms so I can really put it in perspective for you. Um, next is you rarely say no. And we talked about last week the struggles of um, saying no and why it's okay to say no. Uh, next, you constantly apologize. Talked about that too. We live in an I'm sorry generation that the millennials and the Gen Z, everything is, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even when you didn't do anything wrong, even when it, that statement of I'm sorry doesn't even fit. Um, next, um, you feel like others don't respect your opinions. Ask yourself why. Next, you think people take advantage of your time and your generosity um uh, oftentimes if if you do uh feel feel this way it's not just something you think it, it, it it's a reality it's it's true amen next i want to talk about um lastly the last thing i want to say about people pleasing before i go to personal boundaries is that is that people pleasing is also now uh, recognized as a trauma response by um, psychologists as well as the, the clinical world based upon research. People pleasing is now recognized as a trauma response known as fawning. You ever heard of the trauma responses? There used to be three of them, fight, flight, or freeze. Well, now it's four. And it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And fawn is um, the need to please, you know. And so, so that I just thought that was very interesting. Again, it's an attitude. Um, and so, I, I, I really hope that you, you all um, have um, have a new perspective and a new awareness, most of all, about people-pleasing behaviors and the people-pleasing attitudes. And if this is something that's present in your life, amen, then you know what you need to pray about. Even um, fasting may be in order because if this is an attitude, sometimes I remember myself, I've struggled with people-pleasing behaviors my whole childhood and, and well into my adulthood. I'll say maybe until about age 40 or so. 
because of it's it's you know you learn that you know if i do this you know or you or you 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 have you develop this attitude i should say you know if i do this you know maybe this if i do that maybe that and then maybe never comes to pass and you just find yourself keep doing and doing and doing and doing and doing amen but one of the things that really helped um helped me to seek god to come out of this that state of thinking was that if i'm striving so much to please others people places and things God, I'm not pleasing you. God, I'm not putting you first. And, and that is what I'm striving for. That's my goal on this earth is to please God first. Amen. And someone is saying that um, I rarely say no. I become more aware lately. Yes, it's okay to say no. And, and we should never place other people's needs before our own, um, even our children. That's something I had to learn. Later in my parenthood, I'm I'm a parent of five. I had to learn even my needs even come before my children. Why? Because if I don't meet my needs effectively, I can't attend to their needs effectively. And they are important to me. I do love them. I do value them. But I cannot value anything or anyone above myself. The scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. Can't love my neighbor or, or my family or anything that's close or near or dear to me if I'm not loving myself first. I got to put love in action and, and, and care and concern and action for me first before I can do it for somebody else. And that includes even children. Amen. So no is necessary. It is necessary. Amen. Amen. Lastly, I want to finish up by talking about personal boundaries. The remedy for people-pleasing behaviors, yes, seeking the Lord, knowing who God says you are in him. And then God will direct you on how to, um, how to establish, which is to develop boundaries. What boundaries do I want to set? And then he will give you the strength and empower you to enforce those boundaries. Sometimes, a lot of times, we have boundaries. We know what the boundaries are that we want to see in our life, but yet and still we struggle to enforce the boundary. Amen. So I pray that God would give you his, the power of God to um, enforce these boundaries in your life. Amen. So personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. Amen. Whether it's our children, spouse, intimate partner, you know, even ministry, people, uh, those of us who are in ministry. Amen. We need boundaries. Boundaries are a must. Amen. God is a God of order. He is not a, a God of chaos. That's why the Bible says that he is the author of peace. Amen. Amen. So without boundaries, there is no peace. Without boundaries, there is much confusion, much chaos. So boundaries is the limit we set uh, for ourselves within relationships, no matter where that where those relationships uh, may be, whether we're talking about professional, uh, spiritual, ministry, personal, at home, in our community, whatever, wherever, um, we need boundaries. So boundaries, um, healthy boundaries include saying no to things you don't want to do or things you don't have the resources for. How many of us spend money when we know we really don't have it? 
But because that boundary is not in place, we're giving beyond what we can give, whether it's money, time, whatever. Amen. Next one is leaving healthy boundaries also include leaving situations that are harmful to you. Whether it's a um, whether it's a um, again physical situation that's harmful, emotional, mental, whatever it is, spiritual. Some of us are in churches that God told you to leave and go to another ministry. You're still in that church out of these false loyalties that I talked about. Some of us have are are in other uh, ministry uh, decisions that God is leading us to to move or leading us to 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 um, clean up some things, and we won't do it because we have these loyalty. Our loyalties are misplaced. When our only loyalty should be to God, we're holding loyalty to people. Amen. Another thing about healthy boundaries are telling others how you want to be treated. You have the right to do that. Just like people, they'll tell you in a heartbeat what they're willing to stand for, what they're willing not to stand for. We can do it too. Amen. Because healthy boundaries is not only telling people how to respect you, but you already should have in your mind too how you're going to respect them. But a lot of times, all we do is think of how can we respect others without considering how they need to respect us as well. Healthy boundaries, it works both ways. Healthy boundaries also include not trying to change, fix, or rescue others from difficult situations or feelings. You can only do what you can do. That's one part of it. But more than that, we need to do what God is telling us to do and what he's not telling us to do. Sometimes we bail people out when God is telling us not to, but we do it anyway out of emotion. Amen. Another thing about healthy boundaries is that um, it's when we um, allow others to make their own decisions. Stop trying to control people, places, and things that are not really um, for us to control. Amen. And you know, the thing I've realized about control is that we, um, people who are uh, that term control freaks, we want to control every everyone else and everything else because we know that we lack control for, within ourselves, for ourselves. A lot of times when you see someone who's controlling it, it's a um, it's a their way of, of deflecting and taking attention, the focus off of the fact that they lack self-control. Amen. When in fact, self-control is the only thing we should be focused on, because in all actuality, we can't control other people, places and things. All we can control is ourselves. Another um, indicator of having healthy boundaries is that you prioritize self-care. You prioritize your need, not the want, your need to take care of yourself. And that's not only getting our hair done, getting haircuts, getting um, wearing nice clothes, having nails done and, and just looking the part. But it's also taking care of our mental health, taking care of our emotional and spiritual health as well. That's another form of prioritizing self-care. Amen. Um, also, um, another sign of healthy boundaries is that we know how and when and why to share personal information. We don't just tell our business to anyone, anyone and any, anywhere at any time, but we know how to be led to do it and to do it as necessary and not to overshare. Amen. 
healthy boundaries also recognizing which problems are yours to solve and what problems you need to leave alone having wisdom does you utilize discernment and godly knowledge amen healthy boundaries also include the having the ability communicate to communicate your thoughts feelings and needs effectively effectively not when you blow up and you and you you you're angry and you just have this explosion no you know how to do it in a calm um firm loving manner all of those things can go together amen also um knowing how to maintain your personal space and your privacy is necessary we can't share everything with everyone and we also cannot share ourselves with everything and everyone at all times there is um times there are times when it's necessary for us to to have a long time even if we're married even if we're parents or even if we're lead pastors and elders and apostles and bishops we need a long time remember how jesus would go go up yonder amen as the bible would call it go into the wilderness away from the disciples to pray moses he went up on a mountaintop so it can just be him and god amen there is it's necessary for us to have a long time self-reflection time, time for us to seek the Lord, time for us to just lay in the presence of the Lord. Amen. It is necessary for our mental and our emotional as well as our spiritual health. Amen. Also, healthy boundaries include pursuing your own goals and interests. How many times do we put our focus in helping others achieve their goals and everything that they want to do, but we neglect our own? Is nothing wrong with helping helping other people to accomplish goals because I believe that all of us need help and support and mentorship in that way. But we are never to neglect our own. I look at neglect, neglecting goals, especially things that God has told us and showed us he wants us to go after. I look at that as neglecting um, who we are in God, as well as neglecting our purpose, because a lot of times the things that God will have us to pursue in life pertain to our purpose and our destiny in him. So these are indicators that uh, of having um, healthy boundaries. And again, boundaries, the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. If you struggle to do this, this is another reason why people go to counseling and they go to therapy. It's not just because, oh, I got this mental disorder, this wrong with me, that's wrong with me. But sometimes it's to work out and talk out these types of things. I struggle to um, face conflict. I struggle uh, to enforce boundaries. I struggle with with um, people pleasing. Even sometimes I have clients who come to me. I struggle with I'm an adult, but yet and still I get like I'm like a little child again in front of my mom. I'm like a little boy again with my when I'm with my dad. You know, I struggle with having unhealthy boundaries in my marriage. A lot of times our husbands and our wives are a, are a God. We're, we're afraid of our husbands and wives because a lot of times men and women, not just men, men and women will use the tactic of blowing up and blowing things out of proportion to keep someone stuck in a state to do whatever we want them to do when we want them to do it that's manipulation and anything of that has to do with man manipulation fear and control is in the realm of witchcraft and we need to be careful amen god has not given us the spirit of 
fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. And so that's the authority we have to operate within the realm of having healthy boundaries. You will not do this to me. You will not say this to me because at the end of the day, you don't. we don't have to be in fellowship with these people. Why do we feel like we need these unhealthy relationships? Why do we feel like we need these unhealthy attachments? Amen. So this is just some, some things for us to um, examine in our life. Amen. So lastly, I want to finish up with, and I'm just skipping some things because I have to go. Amen. It says, I, you know, I, I want to leave you with the thought. What does it look like for you to have um, healthy boundaries in, in your life? What would that, what would that look like really for you to have healthy boundaries in, in your life? Amen. Healthy boundaries mean it's not my job to heal others, but it's my job to focus on my own healing. It's not my job to please others at my expense, but it's my job to listen to my own needs and my own desires. It's not my time to, to make it work if the effort isn't mutual. We are investing in these places that we're not getting no, no ROI, no return on our investment. Amen. If it's not reciprocal, if reciprocity is not in these relationships, these attachments, we need to take these things before the Lord. We need to re-examine these things, re-examine the stance and the position we want to take and going forth in these relationships. Doesn't mean we got to cut people off. That's the easy thing to do. Is it sometimes necessary for sure? But how about sometimes confronting it directly? Amen. To see if a relationship can be salvaged and realigned. Amen. Before we come to the conclusion of cutting someone off, sometimes we'll retreat from relationships because we're again fear of confrontation. Instead of confronting it, I rather I rather just back up from it. God bless you, um, Elder McNear. You know, when that's when it's, it's important for us to confront these things, it is it, a part of developing our godly character. Amen. To know and uh, know our place and having dominion, power and authority. And, and again, not over people, first of all, over ourselves. Amen. Not allowing things in our life that God mean, does not mean for us to allow, not being a part of, of these um, unhealthy attachments and relationship that God doesn't mean, whether it's mom, dad, husband, wife, child, um, 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 employer, whatever it is. Amen. God does not want us to be in anything that's going to make us feel less than who he created and called us to be. Amen. So another um, uh, thing, another uh, some other uh, indicators of what healthy boundaries should look like in our life is that um, we shouldn't have to feel the need to tiptoe around people, places and things feeling like we have to walk on eggshells. No way. No way. We got to confront things. Setting, having boundaries protect the the um, I, I don't like to use the word energy because the, the world just done took that you know, misconstrued it, but it does, it, it does protect the, um, the energy of the atmosphere. Amen. 
And I always say we got to command every atmosphere we go into. When 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 I when you go to work, when you go in the church, when you go into the to the grocery store, we got to command every atmosphere we come we walk we walk into. Every atmosphere I go into, I want to make it conducive for the move of God. God might want to move at the grocery store. He might want to move when I'm in the in the line at the bank. He might want to move when I'm walking down the street. I don't know. I got to make every atmosphere I enter into conducive for God. Amen. Also, amen. Um, instead of, um, you know, a lot of times with unhealthy boundaries and people pleasing behaviors, we try to anticipate the needs of others. Can't do that. We're not mind readers and we shouldn't have to do that. We should not be taxed with tasks with doing it. We talk about anxiety right? And things that create anxiety, trying to figure out what somebody wants, trying to figure out all the time how to keep them happy. That is not your job. Amen. Your job is to be who God called and created you to be. Find out what that looks like. Find out what that is. Amen. What that entails. Amen. Um, also healthy boundaries, saying no when it's not in alignment with the word of God, with your values and your belief system. It has to be a no. Amen. You don't have to feel guilty about saying no. And also be mindful with what you say yes to. Be mindful. A, a lot of times we give a yes too easy. Amen. Without considering, without thinking about it, um, how Jesus said we got to count the cost. Amen. It's all right. to If you don't know the wise answer to give in the moment, it's all right to say, um, I need a few minutes to think about it or I'll get back to you at such and such time. It's all right, because it's better to do that than than to say yes too quickly and knowing that you really can't do it or you shouldn't do it. Amen. So having healthy boundaries is very much so important and they are necessary in order for us to please God. If we're so if we if it's anybody in our life that we are uh, constantly trying to please, constantly trying to make sure that they're happy and they're content, check that relationship, check that attitude, because it's more, more, more likely than not, you're putting that person in the place where God should be. Amen. Um, so I lastly, I want to I want to leave you with this um, statement. Amen. And I hope that it resonates with you in the name of Jesus. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it states, you don't need their approval. Whose ever face flashed into your mind as you repeated that statement back to yourself. That's the person you need to stop begging for acceptance. Bending over backwards and changing yourself to gain their approval isn't serving anyone at all. Most of all, it's not serving God who created you. One day you may gain their respect or you may not. Either way, their opinion of you does not detract from your worth or the impact that you have. Amen. You are a light and lights don't stay hidden. It reminds me of, of, of Matthew. A city that is, we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. Time for you to come out of that shell. A lot of times we like the people please, we stand up, we are background people. God is calling you out to the forefront. 
use those negative experiences that he's calling us out of to help somebody else to shed light on these such subjects as this especially in the body of christ and the kingdom of god you know we don't have the people please we need boundaries yes we do amen we do not we are not um belonging to people we belong to god that's why i have a problem when leaders say my people pastors preachers um, um apostles bishops and elders and oh my people my people our people no we 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 are the under shepherds of god's people these people do not belong to us we are we we are these are god's people that he has put us, amen, in a position, hallelujah, to point you to Christ, not man, amen. The only one you belong to is God, hallelujah, amen. So I pray that you got something out of um, these just two episodes. If you missed last week, you can go back and catch it where we talked about people pleasing and how to have healthy boundaries. Boundaries are a must, amen. And another thing is my favorite scripture. Y'all know it, John uh, 10 and 10, for the thief cometh but for the still kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. We don't have joy. We don't have peace because of people pleasing, because of most of all, not having boundaries. It robs us of our joy. It robs us of our, of our peace in God. Amen. And, and, and that is not the will of God for our life. Hallelujah. We cannot hear God effectively. We cannot seek God effectively without an atmosphere of peace, without an atmosphere of, of, of joy in our life. Amen. Why should we always have to go to God out of in, in chaotic situations? Why should we always have to go to God about dysfunction and, and, and chaos and confusion and conflict? Amen. That is not the will of God for our life. Some of us it won't change until we make it up in our mind to use our God-given authority to, in, to invoke the change that God has already ordained and given us. Just because God wills it, we, we have to take the authority not to keep putting ourselves back in these um, positions. The, the Bible talks about uh, to not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. We put ourselves in some of these situations. And some of these things, God will move the people, places, and things out of our life, and we go back and we seek it. Because once God delivers us, it's like, oh, what do I, what do I do now? We don't even know how to behave in new environments of peace, new environments where there is no chaos. God bless you, um, Pastor Jackson. You know, but God is saying when he when he call us out, Amen. Of these places where we're we're constantly bending over backward for others, where we're con where we we're just letting people run all over us, Amen. God is calling us up higher. We always think higher is oh God, I'm going higher in ministry. I'm going higher, you know, and 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 my calling, Amen. We can't go higher in our calling or ministry if we don't have boundaries in place in our life. And boundaries are especially, I think, especially necessary in ministry and in the, the, the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because people think because we're Christians, we're soft already and that you can walk all over us because, oh, we'll turn the other cheek. You can be a person to turn the other cheek and still have boundaries in place. Did Jesus let anybody run and, run and walk all over him? 
He didn't. And at the same time, he didn't have to slap nobody. He didn't have to curse nobody out. He didn't have to punch nobody in the face. Amen. Why? Because of boundaries, putting limits and rules in place. We And stop just thinking about Oh, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to do this to you. Yes, and it's great to think about those things. But what do you expect? How do you expect them to treat you as well? That needs to be defined. That needs to be said. Amen. We cannot be the people that God has called us to be. Amen. If we don't know who we are in God. It will it will hold us back in ministry. That's why some of us, our ministries, they can only go to a certain level. And we're wondering, God, I know you got more. God, you showed me a, a bigger vision. You showed me something greater. Sometimes it's us. And everything is not a sin issue. Everything is not a sin issue, but sometimes we have these deficiencies in who we are as people when all we have to do, the Bible, what the Bible says, cast your care upon him because he cares for us. Amen. Cast these cares upon the Lord and ask God to give you not just direction on how to come out, but ask him to give you the strength, the boldness, amen, and the, and the power that you need, hallelujah, to take authority over these places in your life your house, and your ministry. Amen. We should have peace wherever we go. Amen. Conflict should be an a, a instance. When we do have times of, of chaos and times of conflict, times of, you know, where we have to go through some, some strife, some, some struggles, it should, be a, it should be something that happens occasionally. Not It, sh it shouldn't be the norm. It should not be the norm. God doesn't ordain. God, that is not the lifestyle that God has ordained for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So I encourage you to examine your life, examine the way you 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 um you do ministry, examine the type of husband you are, the type of wife you are, the type of parent you are, the type of person you are. Amen. And we and ask God to take authority over these people pleasing behaviors over this 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 um uh we, this fear to set boundaries this fear to establish boundaries yes you might lose some relationships for sure yes you might even even some people they might stay in your life but the quality of the relationship might diminish once you put your foot down and say you're not allowing certain things no more but that's all right hallelujah because if man if a lot of times when people are upset with us, God is pleased. And, 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 and in our pleasing God and putting God first and the things of God first, everybody is not going to be happy about that. And we got to be okay with that. So when Jesus said, count the cause, if you're making a decision, I'm going to put boundaries in my life, you count the cause. And you got to let yourself know, you got to take authority over that spirit and say, if that means you got to go, you got to go. If that means, you know, you don't want to stay because, you know, I'm, you say, oh, people say, oh, she changed, she different, he this, he that, call it whatever you want. Amen. But I'm striving, amen, to be a, a, a better woman or man of God. I'm striving to please the master. I'm striving to please my creator. I have a problem for myself, amen, with allowing somebody to hold the place of God in my life. You didn't create me. You cannot, you cannot destroy me. You cannot bless me. You can't keep me. So why should I be concerned with what somebody else says above my father? And I'm just really speaking for myself, from myself, remembering when I struggled in this way. 
Amen. I'm telling you, boundary bring peace. It does. And you know what it does when people leave your life because you decide that you're going to put God first and put him first all the way, not cutting, not taking um, shortcuts, not skipping steps, but put and keep him first all the way. Yes, people will leave your life. But I'm going to tell you something. People, like-minded people, it makes room for like-minded people to enter your life. A person who 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 does um, operate um, under the guise of having healthy boundaries, of knowing who they are in Christ, of having good character in Christ, they won't want to engage with you if they see that you're a person that's not like that. So a lot of times is there some connections and opportunities that God is just waiting to give us access to. Hallelujah. But we are not there yet to be able to thrive in, in these and in in, on these levels. We can't and want healthy people to come into our lives if we don't live and think according to what is healthy and what is whole. Amen. God is calling us to be whole. No, nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. We got to go to him about these um, deficiencies and stop pretending that they're not there. Hallelujah. So I pray that you got something out of this. And I pray that you examine your life, especially your house, especially your house. Hallelujah. Especially your house. If we don't have peace in our house, if things are not set in order, and that's the word, in our house, how can we run ministry? That's why our ministries are any church I, I see that I, that I see all kinds of chaos and all kinds of confusion. I know that's how the leader's house look. That's how the leader's family operate. Because order is order and order is not just appropriate in some places and not in others. Order is everywhere. All people, places and things and that pertains to you. Amen. So we need to seek the Lord, hallelujah, about how to bring about God's order into our life. First, it has to be in our thinking. We got to think according to, to a, a order, the order of the Bible, the order of, of the statutes and precepts of the Father. Because if we don't think that way, we won't be able to implement order into our family, into our personal relationships, into our ministry, into our business, into the marketplace. It's time for us to, to operate and walk in the, um, the, the power and the authority that God has called us to walk into. Hallelujah. Because without that, our ministry can't go to the next level. That's why God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. For what? Taking, growing in, in, in ministry, growing in life, success, whatever it is. For what? If we can't be, if we can't maintain that place, if we don't have what it takes inwardly to stay there. So I pray that, that you got something out of this. And also you can always reach out to me with uh, questions um, or any or clarification on anything. And I would be happy to respond. I really have a heart for people, amen, who hurt um, mentally and emotionally as well as spiritually. You know, that spirit of torment. That's what it is, the spirit of torment that will come against our mind, come against the, the you know, the, the, the our heartstrings. Amen. 
to not allow us to experience the peace of God. But God wants us to, you know, we think about success. We think about um, having it all together on the outward. What about inwardly? What about inwardly? I'm telling you, it won't be true outwardly if we look like we have it all together. God bless you, woman of God. But inwardly, we're a mess. Inwardly, we have no direction. We're like a ship without a sail. I'm telling you, change comes, it's inward to outward. When we, when we work on internal change, work on our mindset, work on our heart, it will automatically manifest externally, outwardly. So again, I pray that you got something out of um, today's episode, which we talked about people pleasing and boundaries. You can meet us back here next Friday for another topic. Amen on life more abundantly. So we're going to pray out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for, oh God, all that you have spoken through the Holy Spirit today. God, we pray that you would touch every mind, every heart in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that your anointing, your power will break and destroy every yoke in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we pray that you will rebuke the spirit of torment, oh God, whether it's in our mind, whether it's in our, our spirit, whether it's, oh God, showing up in our ministry, wherever in our family life. Lord, we pray our bloodline. God, we pray that you rebuke the spirit of torment, whatever it may show up as, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety. We pray you will rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray your peace upon your people. And we pray, God, that you would just have your way. Everything that the enemy tries to, to use against us to keep us from being who you called us to be. We pray, God, that it will be rebuked and destroyed in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you will bless every individual, every family, every ministry, every business represented by those who will, oh God, hear, oh God, the words of this uh, broadcast. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. And again, join us next week, next Friday on Life More Abundantly. You have a, a blessed day as well as a blessed and a safe weekend.